Unbelievably, it's March. How did that happen? So happy March, everybody. Yay. Uh, where's the nice spring weather? Well, we don't have it yet. We're looking <laughs> out at rain still. It started off so well on the first. Did it? Well, it was it was it was sunny, I think. It's like the uh, one sunny day that yeah, we got this actually, week, I think, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What do they say? March comes in like oh no, is that May? Does May come in like a lion and go out like a lamb, or is that March? I've never heard that saying. It might be March. Let's say it's March. It comes in like a lion and out like a lamb. <laughs> A very soggy lamb, so far. <laughs> yes, indeed, a very, very wet lamb. <laughs> so, um, yeah, happy March, uh, she-watchable listeners. We have yes. Betty and Rita. And we are discussing um, re-watchable films from the UK and the world. The world, yeah. Uh, and this month we are we are featuring a world cinema film. Yay, is it we our are? first foreign language film? I think it is, it is I think it? it is, because yeah. we've done Strictly Ballroom, which mm-hmm. is Australian, obviously, but yep. still in English, this is our first actual foreign language film. Exciting. Yay. We had to learn to speak French for this. We did, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do you actually speak any French, incidentally? Uh, uh, I can say bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. <laughs> uh, Le chien, le chat. I, I can. I and gum. I, I did a. I did a GCSE. I but did. That was some time ago. Same. Yes. Yeah. I can muddle through. Mm-hmm. I was able to muddle through at a campsite several years ago. Um, well who's, done. Whose proprietor spoke no English at all, using pointing and words I could remember. <laughs> so yeah. Well, but, the most fluent French I've got drives my other half mad because I say it quite often at home. Uh-huh. Sacre bleu, le saucisson. <laughs> Spot on. Figure, out, figure out what that means. Fabulous accent. <laughs> oh, thank you. Merci. Merci <laughs> So we didn't learn French. For this. No, we, we did just, not. We just read those mm-hmm. inch, inch high uh, words at mm-hmm. the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Um, if you haven't guessed, um, our film is French. <laughs> <laughs> it's Spanish. We're just throwing you a curveball. <laughs> yeah. um, it is uh, it's Amelie. Yeah. Um, which I've not even written down what year it, it is. was october Absolutely 2001 terrible. right it okay so it's it's from yeah. the same oscar year as last month's film am i right i know it is actually i'll take your word it for is, it yes it which was uh fellowship of the ring yes. Lord of the Rings. i'm glad you can remember <laughs> oh yeah what we, did spoke we, do last month? we spoke about for quite a long time for quite a long time <laughs> for two months <laughs> in fact <laughs> felt like it yeah and apologies to anyone who had to listen to it for uh, all of two months um so yeah it's from the same oscar year yeah, um, which is unfortunate, I guess, because uh, yeah. there's a lot of quality that year. Mm-hmm. Mm. It. Uh, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you how I know it's the same Oscar year. Okay. It was overlooked almost entirely at the Oscars. Yeah, I saw that it got nommed for a few things, yes. but nothing in particular. No, no, and it didn't win. I think it's only in the last couple of years, really, that foreign films have really made inroads mm-hmm. into the uh, mainstream categories, mm-hmm. I suppose. They've always had the little niche category. Yeah. But um, only really with Parasite that we've had a big yeah. crossover mm-hmm. mainstream uh, hit. But yeah, it was overlooked at the Oscars. The I looked up who won the best. For, it, it was nominated for a best foreign film or film not in the English language. I'm not sure how the how it was described back then. Mm-hmm. Um, no Man's Land from Bosnia and Herzegovina won. I have to say I've never heard of it. I've no, watched quite a few foreign films. Me neither. Never heard of that one. Mm-hmm. It's got 7.9 on IMDb. Might have to. Uh, Check it out at some point. Yeah, um, 
it was nominated uh, for Best Original Screenplay. Mm-hmm. But guess what one? Go on. Gosford Park. That film again. Again. It, it's we're going to end up having to watch it, we're going to have we? to watch it. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to have to watch it. Um, it stole Best Ensemble wow. um, from yeah. uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Ring. And now it's stolen Best Original Screenplay from Amelie. Well, I never... There you go. So, you know, it might be worth a watch. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I feel like this is like this thing now where my stubborn gene's going to kick in now. I'm going to be like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm never watching, watching that film on principle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beating all these other films. I think, do you know what? This is, you know, joking aside, it's a, it's a problem, this. The more films you watch, the more films end up on your to-be-watched list. Oh, yeah, it's like going Don't down they? a rabbit hole, definitely. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, especially when you go into, oh, what other French films? Oh, what other films is <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because I picked up on another film in this that I think you've mentioned to me before and I suddenly went, oh, I still need to watch that too. Okay. <laughs> Is it another um, Jean-Pierre Jeannette film? Um, I don't think it is, but it's got one of the, um, it's got one of the main stars of Amelie and um, it's right. Lahaine. Oh man, we'll come yeah, back to that. Yeah, I know. So yeah, we'll come back You've to definitely that. Definitely told me that about is this before. Absolutely. Yes, that, I think that's going to have to go on our list. Okay. Yes, so it did win Best Original Screenplay and Production Design at the BAFTAs. Mm-hmm. Won lots of other European film awards. Won lots of Césars. Césars? Césars. That's the French uh, Oscar. Won cool. lots of them. Uh, best Film, Best Director, Music, Production Design. Nominated for nine more, so, you know, yeah. cleaned up pretty much. Sorry, my brain's just gone. French Oscar. Froska. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's call them that. Froska. That means we don't have to bother with the accent. <laughs> it's difficult. So it won, um, uh, it won all those things. It has an IMDb score of eight point three. I know that is so yeah. Mis- like yeah, that's pretty good. That is very good and I think very deserving. Yeah, I think anything over eight, you mm-hmm. know, that that's a decent film, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, we spoke about this a little bit before we started recording. Um, it was voted the second best film in uh, in an Australian um, ABC. That's one of their networks in a poll in two thousand and five. So obviously, you know. While after it was out, mm-hmm. it was voted the second best film after not Gosford Park. <laughs> not Gosford Park. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you break me with this after now. After the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Hey! But second. Seconds? Yeah, very it's high. Pretty respectable. Other things on the list Blade Runner, Shawshank Redemption, uh, Pulp Fiction, Princess Bride, wow. uh, Casablanca, um, Life of Brian. So, nice. quite an eclectic list. But yeah, well, second. Got good taste. Definitely. Yeah, this might we might have to go <laughs> through this list. But... <laughs> Inspiration. But it got me to thinking that even though France and Australia are quite far apart, mm-hmm. the humour is actually quite similar. Yeah, they like the quirk. Definitely. They love the quirk. You know, there were some bits of it that put me in mind of Strictly Ballroom. Mm-hmm. And the colour, the production design as well. It's really yeah, colourful. it's just really bold, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I can see why they voted for it. Yeah. So I don't know how other French films go down in in Australia, but um, but this one certainly clearly uh, made not its as mind. well as Amelie. No, didn't true, make, didn't true. make the what, top twenty. No, yeah, but um, but yeah, there you go, nice one. Yeah, and it's well loved by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've got a few friends who have got it in their top ten. Yeah, um, I'm not sure I go that far, but I do no. like it. Yeah, um, you hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it. No, this is definitely one that I um, I watched for the first time very recently, and I was very, quite very afraid. 
You were. I kept you hanging a bit, didn't you I? Did I'm so sorry. <laughs> you did a little bit because, as is my want, I went onto IMDb and looked at some one star reviews and thought, "Oh no, I really, really <laughs> hope you like it." Um, because I can see, I can see the criticisms of some. You know that. I mean, some people are just a little bit snooty and say, "Well, you know, it's not the best French film. There's so many other French films that are so much better." You mm-hmm. know, okay, fine. Um, you know, and some people really don't like the quirk and. Uh, yeah, I think you've got to like the quirk to yes. like this film, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think it's an acceptable level of quirk. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a, there's a line above which it's, things can be too quirky. Yeah, well, it's like it's all very self-aware quirk. It's not like it's just yeah. being quirky, just for the sake of it. It's actually yeah, it's what the whole film's about. And it's really clever as well, mm-hmm. I think. You know, and all the little bits of magic realism in it. You mm-hmm. know, I just think it, it it's not quirk for quirk's sake. No, exactly. Yeah. Good way of putting it. Do you think it's rewatchable? Yeah, I do. Because yeah. I feel like there's endless amounts of things that you'll pick up. Definitely. On multiple viewings. You know, I've watched it once all the way through and then kind of done a fast forward rewatch yeah. as well. Just for uh, note purposes. But um, yeah, definitely. You just you find like so many things that you missed each time. I, I haven't watched it for a long time. So... Um... I enjoyed rewatching it, and mm-hmm. I think the the storyline's quite complicated with all the different characters. Yeah. So I think it rewards rewatching because yeah. you kind of you know if, if you're a bit hard of thinking like me, you know, you pick it all <laughs> up for the second time if you've not got it all first time. Um, apparently, um, the director Jean Pierre Jeannette said that uh, someone told him that he'd seen it twelve times. There were lots of people who who do watch it a lot. Yeah, like it's um, a yearly thing. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's yeah, nice. I think it is. Uh, it is rewatchable. I reckon that's got to be like one of the greatest praises you can receive for Definitely. your film. Is like yeah. people love to just watch it. Yeah, again and again, like year after year, it's just something to go back to. Because for me, I know everyone's different in what they consider the top ten films or whatever. Mm-hmm. For me, um, a, a top ten film, they're all ones that if I got in of an evening and I wanted to put a film on, mm-hmm. I could put any of my top ten films on. And just watch him. Yeah. Uh, I've seen films that I've thought are absolutely exquisite and mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are not in my top ten. Yeah. It's a different... Because you wouldn't personally. necessarily want to no. rewatch it. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, I might have seen it once or twice, but, you know, it's not something that I can put on and recite. Yeah. <laughs> like you can just lose yourself in or enjoy it or just... Exactly. Yeah. Switch on at any point when it's on ITV2. Hot fuzz. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, I actually wrote down just just to summarise Jean Pierre Jeannette films mm-hmm. and to explain you know the kind of quirk, the kind of humour, what kind of thing are we looking at here? Yeah. I wrote down a couple of um, plot synopses on IT, on IMDb okay. for his other films, and if you've seen them, you'll probably recognise them from the plot synopses. Mm-hmm. A group of bickering suburbanites find themselves stuck together when an android uprising causes their well-intentioned <laughs> household robots to lock them in for their own safety. Excellent. Uh, that's Big Bug. Oh, which is say, currently it's on Netflix. On Netflix isn't it? yeah. It's not had great reviews, so I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we've also got a post apocalyptic surrealist black comedy about the landlord of an apartment building who occasionally prepares a delicacy for his odd tenants. Oh, there we go. That's, okay, a, little, yeah. that's a little bit Sweeney Todd. That's uh, yeah. Delicatessen. So, yeah. So you can kind of gruey? see. Uh, <laughs> I don't recall it being particularly gruey. Oh, right, okay. I don't think so. But, yeah, he's definitely got a. 
uh, he's got a theme, he's got a tone. He's got a penchant for the for, the, for the obscure, yeah. yes. Um, and incidentally, the plot synopsis for Amelie is, Amelie is an innocent and naive girl in Paris with her own sense of justice. She decides to help those around her and on the way discovers love. Aww. I think that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, that sums it up pretty well. I think so. But that doesn't quite embody the quirk. I think no. if, you, if you were a fan of the rom-com, you might be disappointed if you put... Amelie yeah, on. I don't Those think you're going to get like, how to lose movies. a guy in 10 days no, <laughs> rom-com no. or anything. True, you know? yeah, true. <laughs> um, so your first viewing was um, several days ago. <laughs> um, I think I watched it on DVD. I think back then, I don't think I was quite sophisticated enough to watch foreign films at the cinema. Mm-hmm. I'm not, and then I was trying to think, what is the, fo- the first foreign film that I saw at the cinema? And I was struggling to think, to be honest. But it wasn't this. I think mine was The Artist. That's fine. Which, you know, it, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But I, I think, wow, it took that long and something that mainstream to come along, I think, for yeah, me to watch something. I think that's fine. Oh, I think anything which... that opens the, the, the gate. Yeah. I can't remember anything before films. that. No. No, I definitely saw The Artist on the cinema. I can't remember. Uh, oh, Pan's Labyrinth. When was Pan's Labyrinth? Is it 2003? I don't know. You're very good at these dates. Footnote, Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth was released in 2006 and it was almost certainly the first foreign language film I saw at the cinema. Unbelievably, it did not win that year's Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film as this went to the German Stasi film The Lives of Others. Two more for the list then. So how British is it uh, is our normal um, question (laughs) or how non-Hollywood is it for things that are not British? Um, it's a French-German co-production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I struggled to figure out where the German came from other than the money. But apparently quite a lot of it was filmed in Germany. Yeah, like a lot of the internal, like the yeah. apartment scenes yeah. and things were filmed in Germany. They, they seemingly don't have sets in, I know. <laughs> in France. I was wondering yeah. this. I was like, there's so many beautiful apartments in Paris. Why do you need to go to Germany to film? But I suppose that a lot of them, the sets aren't there. You know, yeah. I suppose it's... It's different filming in an apartment, yeah. you know. So a lot of the apartments are actually sets, and maybe it's a really funding happen. thing as well. In order to get yes. some of the German funding, it has to be filmed on location in Germany and yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. So you know, so most of it obviously some... is is in uh, Paris, yeah, um, which is quite obvious. No, you can't <laughs> fake sacre coeur. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you can't sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. <laughs> so um, all the uh, all 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 the naked couples, shall we say, uh-huh. were German. Oh right, okay. they were all German. Right, yes. When uh, when Emily is on the rooftops counting uh, counting couples, yes, um, getting along famously, <laughs> they are all German. You'll be glad to know. <laughs> so yeah, so it's a French German co-production. There's a mm-hmm. little bit of Russian in there uh, in terms of language, but yeah. um, obviously mostly in French, mm-hmm. which we have established we speak fluently. <laughs> Um, so cast and MVP, obviously it's directed by um, Jean-Pierre Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast seem to be well-known French Yeah, they seem the to have part. like a good back catalogue of, and, and yeah. since catalogue of work. Yes, you know, yeah. And a lot of them in his other films. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was thinking that. They seem, like, there's quite a few of them are in the Big Bug series on yes. Netflix, aren't uh-huh. they? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they do seem like a team that seem to work well together and yeah. like to work together because I think he, his co-writer Jean-Pierre Jeunet, 
co-wrote this, didn't he, with uh, yeah. William Loren? Uh-huh. And they seem to have worked on a lot of other projects since yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So um, did you read um, who the role of Amelie was originally written for? I did. Can you, I mean... I it's, can't it's, imagine it. I can imagine it, but I can't imagine why anyone would think that someone that can't speak French would be in a, a French Can film. Sh- no, apparently she, not. Right, because not. I know she's like super duper duper smart, isn't yes, she? Yeah, apparently not. Now, I read this, and not everything you read on the internet yeah. is true, listeners. Shock horror. Yes. So I, I, I read that um, it was that she, you know, she, I think there was a scheduling conflict, and also she can't speak French. And we right, should say okay. who it is, because I think she would work, she would work really well. Um, it was Emily Watson. Yeah. I mean, I can see her as the character. Oh yes, Emily, definitely. She's got that look and yes, and that style about her, like yeah. Audrey yeah. Tortue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mm. yeah. Apparently, um, no pal Frances. Yeah. Okay. Footnote: A little research has revealed that Emily Watson does not speak French. A fact which director Jean-Pierre Jeannette was well aware of when he wrote the role of Amelie with the actress in mind. He felt sure she'd be able to master the language. Emily begged to differ, didn't want to take a role which would take her far away from home, and instead went on to star in Gosford Park. Sacre bleu! Vanessa Paradis was linked to it as well. Okay. I can't see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think she was, uh, Audrey Tattoo was perfectly cast. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I was trying to figure out um, if she's been in any English films, but she, oh sorry, English language films. Um, and she has been in a couple, but not, you know, nothing um, huge. She was last in The Jesus Rolls, which the I Jesus haven't Rolls. seen. I've not seen that. The, not um, it's, that. it's the um, sequel of sorts uh-huh. to um, The Big Lebowski. Oh, right, okay. Just starring hmm. John Turturro. Right. It didn't go down well. No. I don't think. But the yeah. Big Lebowski is a tough oh, act to follow. Yeah. So. Well, there's no need to have followed No, it, there's really. not. I think that's the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So she was she was in that. Right, okay. Um, She was in The Da Vinci Code. Oh, was she? Yeah. I watched about 20 minutes of The Da Vinci Code, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <just> gave up. <laughs> um, yeah, she was in The Da Vinci Code with Tom Hanks. And, oh, right, okay. Um, I think that's like the only other film I've actually mm-hmm. watched her in. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Audrey. I know. I do like you, but yeah, yeah I just. Uh, but she's she's not really got that crossover, has Mm-mm. she? A lot of, um, you know. No, but she has big been French stars end up in Hollywood, yeah. don't they? You know. But she's been quoted as saying that she's not interested in doing sort of franchise films or uh-huh. like big Hollywood blockbustery type things. She'd rather do. Like films that interest her, films that challenge her in like these ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, which that's is absolutely off to fine. Her. We are, we are, we yeah. applaud that here at um, She Watchable HQ. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I have to talk about Matthew Kasovitz mm-hmm. because I did not. It blew my actual mind, <laughs> and I know I should know this as a film fan. It blew my mind that not only was he in line, but he wrote and directed it. Oh, did he? he oh, actually, I missed that bit. he wrote and oh, okay. directed it. Right. So then I was like, I need to go back and watch this again. Because so I, I do need to go and watch this. I actually put in brackets, still not seen it because I knew you'd be like, you I need know. to see it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I only saw it, was it last year or the year before when there was the, the re release, when there was mm-hmm. a cinematic re release? Because I knew it was an important film in inverted commas, you know, that you had to go and see. Mm-hmm. And I really, really loved it. 
Um, I thought it was. I, thought, I expected it to be really grim and gritty, and you know mm-hmm. there are bits like that. But it is really quite funny as well. And uh, Vincent Cassell, obviously, yeah, you know, worth the price of admission alone. <laughs> but I did not realise. I've seen Amelie before, and I did mm-hmm. not realise this guy who plays this, you know, sweet, innocent um, love interest <laughs> yeah. um, was the guy behind this this epic film. Cool. So yeah. Hats off. Yeah. Hats off. Berets off. So, <laughs> am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah it, it, it's a completely different person. Yeah. You know, as that's what being an actor is about. I suppose it is. Yes. It does it very well. Uh-huh. Because, so, I spent ages trying to find photos of him when I found out he was in Haywire. Oh, wow. So, he was, so was in Munich. Which right. is another yes. film I really uh-huh. like. Yeah. Uh, Fifth Element. Yeah. Um, and Haywire. And I thought, oh, wow. who was he in Haywire? Yeah. I figure he's just somebody who Gina Carano just beats up throughout the film. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. To there's a lot of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to well, look out for him next time I rewatch Haywire definitely. or yeah. Fifth Element. Definitely. Because I do tend to watch them every so often. Yeah. So he's had like a, he's, he's kind of. A very you know, varied yeah. film career. Yeah. Um, again, I think most of the other. Uh, cast have been in other many many other French films. Mm-hmm. Lots of lots of Jean-Pierre Jeunet's. Um, I think the guy that plays Collignon and uh, the lady that plays Madeleine are both in Mick Max, which is a, a, a similarly quirky <laughs> film. <laughs> right. uh, oh, the guy that plays Joseph uh, Dominique uh, Pignon. Uh, he was in Delicatessen and Mick Max and Big Bug. He seems to be his muse. Right. Okay. Because I felt like I'd seen him in something before, yeah. and when I like IMDb'd him, I realised I hadn't seen any of the other things he's been in. But <laughs> right. I thought he just has, he's a very he's familiar. He's just got a familiar, got a familiar face. face. Yes, yeah. definitely. But yeah, he's been in I think most of um, Jeanette's other films. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Glass Man, uh, Serge Merlin. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away in two thousand nineteen. But uh, I think he's. he's I really, really love good. his character. Yeah, this. yeah, he's great. I haven't got a. An MVP. No, I kind of struggled for this. Because, again, it's an ensemble, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, your central character, Emily, she's... She's a catalyst. She, yeah, she's the focus yes. of everything. Uh-huh. And she obviously drives all these, like, stories along throughout it. But I kind of wanted to say hats off to the narrator as well. True, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, because he's, you know, he's like you reading a book about Emily or something. You true, know, he's, uh-huh. And I guess, you know, Amelie, as I said, she is the catalyst and she mm-hmm. makes all these things happen. Mm-hmm. So you could say, well, without a doubt, she's the MVP. But she wouldn't um, look for her own happiness if it wasn't for um, Dufael, yeah. the glass man. Yeah. You know, who finally gives her that push. Yeah, he gives her a couple of little uh, yeah. smart lectures, doesn't he, in her exactly. apartment and things. So, I don't know. It, it is definitely a whole ensemble. So, yeah, we're going to hang fire on the MVP. I think. Fair enough. Do we think? Yeah. Yeah. Give it to the cast. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Did you get a degree of Richard Curtis? I did. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same one as mine, because I've got... <laughs> well, I'm, I'll probably tell you it's not, because right, okay. it starts with the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> definitely doesn't, then. Yeah, <laughs> so there you doesn't. go. Um, okay, so this came started last night in my brain as right. I was going to sleep. Uh-huh. You know when you're trying to sleep and you start, start thinking about something random? All the I time. suddenly went... I need to do degrees to Richard Curtis yep. and then started thinking about it. So it, you know, came to me in my sleep. Yes. Um, so, Audrey Tortue, 
I, th- I hope I'm saying her name right. I know. It's always difficult, it said on, isn't it? It said on the internet, it's Tortu. Tortu. Yeah. We'll go with that. So, um, that's, uh-huh. Yeah. So she was in the Da Vinci Code, as previously discussed with Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. who was in Saving Private Ryan with Matt Damon. Right. Um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, who was in The Departed, one of my top right. ten films, yep. uh, with Leo DiCaprio. Right. Who starred in Wolf of Wall Street with Margot Robbie. And Margot Robbie stars in About Time. Oh, wow. By Richard Curtis. That's very good. That's Yay. a long... Yeah, that's a long list. But you got the... <laughs> wow, well done. Yeah, thank you. Excellent. Well, how long did it take you to get to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a little while. I was thinking it's got to come from Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code, yeah. Um, so then I was racking my brains like, what films has Tom Hanks been in? Who's yeah. he starred within those films? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. a lot of films. And then it took me to Matt Damon. And then from there I was like, right, okay. Matt Damon was in The Departed. Yep. Leo was in The yep. Departed. And then from there this morning I was like, hmm, Leo, what have you been in? What's... You know, and then I kind of worked it backwards then from Richard yes, Curtis uh-huh. directing About Time to get my and little... And kind of met in the middle. Yeah, it, as soon as I realised Margot Robbie was in About Time, I was like, that's it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we done, go. well it. done. Thank I've you. got a slightly shorter one, I think we may have trod some of these paths before. Okay. So forgive me. Um, Jean-Pierre Jeanette, unbelievably, if you were not aware, mm-hmm. directed Alien Resurrection. Ah, okay. Yes. Um, the best alien film. <laughs> <laughs> That's a discussion for another day. <laughs> um, it, it starred Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Who was also in Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. Yes. With Alan Rickman, the late great Alan Rickman, mm-hmm. who was a terrible cad in Love Actually. Yeah. Which was written and directed by Richard Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> he was a sleaze. He was. He really was. Yeah. He broke Emma Thompson's heart and we'll he never did, forgive him. did. We will him. never forgive him. No. <laughs> He's taken that guilt with him to the grave. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there we go. Cool. And the alien resurrection oh, thing just, it just baffles me. <laughs> I probably need to watch oh, no, it. I said it jokingly, by the way. I've not watched it. Um, I watched Alien yeah, and Aliens, and that's as much as I could that, take. You can stop there. Yeah. The, 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 the director's cut of three is not bad. Mm-hmm. But I've almost erased four from my memory. Right. It's not great. Probably nothing to do with the direction, just more to do with the fact that we don't need any more alien films, yeah. really. Yeah. Please stop making them. Please stop it. <laughs> do you have any favourite scenes? I do. I kind of love all the cafe interactions. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of cheating a bit because there's, it's not just one scene. Yeah. It's a setting. I just love, yeah, I love the sets. Actually, yes, yeah. do you have any favourite sets? <laughs> do you have any <laughs> favourite sets? Yes, it's I a love real the cafe. cafe. Obviously, it's a real yeah. cafe that you can go to. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, I just love all the interactions. Yeah. <laughs> They're just all so funny and. It's, yeah. It's very the reminiscent of a real great. workplace, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. you got your regulars in there, like, you know, see you in Preston's and things. Oh, you do, um, yes, you do. And then, yeah, some of, some of the lines from the cafe scenes just made me chuckle as well. Um, but if I'm going to narrow it down to a favourite scene, um, it, the train station bit, specifically mm-hmm. the one where she's trying to get the where Emily's trying to get the nerve up to introduce herself to Nino. Right. Is it Nino? Nino? Yes. Nino. Nino. Yeah. I think so. Um and she kinda blows it. Yeah. And then in her sort of surrealist world the train station's suddenly empty of yeah. everything and she's uh-huh. just like you yeah. know, failed. Um I like that bit. Just because I thought, you know, 
you can tell like she's like trying to she's like trying to build a, up the courage to like break yeah. out of her like living in a little fantasy land to actually do something properly. Yeah, you know, something real. Something real. Yeah, and for herself. That's going to well. change something yeah, for, her, for her. Real. Yeah. But obviously it all goes to pot and yeah, she ends up just feeling very alone in the train station. It's similar when um when she uh, is recognised in the cafe towards the end of the film, and mm-hmm. but she denies that it's her, yeah. and then she dissolves yeah. <laughs> into, into water oh, in a cartoon-like way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and do you know that they had to clean the train station? The cast, the the, the crew had to clean the train station every time. It's a real train oh, station, my gosh. and they didn't want any litter because obviously it's very. Uh, stylized, isn't yeah. it? You know, and everywhere's very clean, and mm-hmm. so they had to literally clean every bit of litter every time oh they filmed goodness. in there, which must have been quite difficult. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a few. I mean, I like, you know, it's 11 minutes in. I, I, I counted before there's any actual dialogue because of all the descriptions, oh, and well I like done. that. I like that um, <laughs> introduction. I like the. Um, the little, that little flash forward bit where mm-hmm. they say, you know, in 48 hours, a life's going to change. Yeah. Because, on again, on repeated viewing, mm-hmm. you watch that the first time and it looks like it's going to be an action film. Yeah. Because you've got the footage of the crash, the, mm-hmm. um, Princess Diana's crash. And then you have the picture of her in a like the Zorro mask, looking yeah. like she's been arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think, oh, what kind of film is this going to be? Yeah, yeah. And it turns out, well, it's not that it's film at all. Like <laughs> it's, it's quite right, all those... All those little snippets mm-hmm. are from the film but you yeah. know it just goes it, it put me in mind of um uh you know like when you get a bad trailer or not a bad trailer but a trailer that doesn't represent the film at all mm-hmm. you know you kind yeah. of think oh okay when you watch it again oh no but yeah that's not the film if you know i, I was expecting necessarily yeah, spider-man into the multiverse <laughs> really uh yeah i thought the trailer the trailer cutting for that was some not... great misdirection oh okay yeah okay We'll we'll discuss that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like that. I like all the stuff with um, Colin Yon being pranked because mm-hmm. he deserves it. Yes. I like all that stuff. I like especially the the handle on yeah. the door. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there at five o'clock in the morning, haven't we? Trying to open a door that yeah, isn't that there. Is or, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Um, it, it, I watched it with the director's commentary mm-hmm. and it's not just us, you'll be glad to know the director mm-hmm. um, states that about five or six scenes are his favourite scene Right. Okay. Uh, and then when he when he finally gets down to it he, his favourite scene I think is my favourite scene as well yeah. where um, Amelie is baking and she's upset Aww. and she's imagining Nino coming up to her apartment mm-hmm. um, and just the way that it's all kind of cut together you've got that little you know inset scene and then he comes in, in her imagination. He comes through the blinds, mm-hmm. but in reality, it's the cat yeah. coming through the blinds. And I just think that's so clever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's my favourite actual nice. scene, and just the way just the way it's all cut together and the timing of it and whatnot. Yeah, I love that. Even though it's quite sad, it is a bit sad. But he turns up. I was just going to say, it's happy exactly. Afterwards. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a bit far-fetched? I just think we can skip over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't bother writing bit. that bit. Down. A little bit. I was like, uh, a little bit. <laughs> there's a little bit of running. There is, yeah. There's people running after other people. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Trying to catch the guy on the motorbike. Yes, the photo booth guy, yeah. yeah. And Emily um, running after Nino. And Nino running after Emily. Yeah, um, when she does the little... Treasure trail. I know, yeah. Uh, that's really cute. Oh, yeah. Under Farfetch, can we just point out that there's no way would that actually be possible at Sacre Coeur 
I don't think. I, you know, no. I don't think Sakura is ever actually that empty of people. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah. yeah. The, if somebody had drawn a load of arrows on the floor, you can oh, guarantee somebody else would come along and draw an arrow pointing the other way just for a laugh. Well, I'm pretty certain that once you started just, yeah. drawing... I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it was chalk. I'm assuming yes. it was... But even once you started drawing the first arrow, I'm sure someone would come along and, mm-hmm. and tell you you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. It would get you to cease and desist. Yeah. So, yeah, bit far-fetched. And do people answer ringing telephone boxes these days? I mean, I know it was like 20 years ago, but yeah. do people answer ringing telephone boxes? Probably not. I mean, I've seen no. phone booths, so I wouldn't. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. No good's going to come of that. No. No. Definitely. I mean, happily, it does in this film, but yeah. yeah. Unless you're in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> then you might answer yeah, the phone. Yeah, your life may depend on it. <laughs> true. Um, is there any good food? Um, this is a French film. Yes. There's like nothing but food. There's got to be food. <laughs> Just food everywhere. <laughs> I've written down, I mean, I've got a list, mm-hmm. a huge list. We start with the raspberries in the opening sequence where young yeah. Amelie is eating Just, the raspberries oh, off her fingers, no. which is fab. I thought that was so funny. It made me laugh when she was doing that because I was like, yeah. I used to do that with hula hoops. Yes! <laughs> because we are British. <laughs> Raspberry schmazberries. Give me those beef-flavoured hula hoops. What's fruits? <laughs> yes, true, true. Quite right. How the other half live. There. Yeah, we've all been there with the hula hoops. <laughs> um, there's lots of cheese and bread. Mm-hmm. Um, Ports. What what made me Yum. chuckle because we've we've been speaking about space, haven't we? Because um, I'm rewatching it and mm-hmm. we've looked at hot fuzz and whatnot. Um, but Madeline puts me in mind of uh, is it Moira from Space? Who's always got a glass of wine on the go. The, oh, uh, the landlady yeah, yeah, has yeah. always got a glass of wine when she just yeah. invites Emily in. Will you have some port? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just kind of forced to bring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that made me chuckle. Uh huh. Um, but I mean, this food. It's not. You know, it's not fast food, is it? Uh, and and is it on thieves or in endives? You know, those yeah. things. let's call the whole thing off. Yeah, uh, on grass. Her with morels, waffles and jam. Oh, that roast chicken. I'm vegetarian, mm. but that roast chicken looks pretty darn good. Yeah, it does. I had to look up what chicken oysters were. What is what are chicken oysters? It's okay. I can tell you. Oh, it's, not, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not as bad as you might think. Okay. Um, it's the dark meat between the top of the thigh and the backbone. Oh right. And apparently okay. considered a delicacy. Right. Okay. Yeah, I was a bit worried that it was a some kind of euphemism, <laughs> but uh, but it wasn't. Um, on the risotto, again, on the commentary, it's one of those things that you wish you hadn't heard because now you can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. When Amelie's made the risotto, I think, and she put some parmesan on top, yeah. um, it's digital steam because apparently they had to do a few. Is it? Yeah, they had to oh. do a few takes, and it wasn't hot. <laughs> and now when you look at it now, you're like, oh yeah, I can see that. Oh. I can see that's not real steam. So, but he did, in his defence, say at the end of the commentary. Mm-hmm. Now go back and watch the film without the commentary because I've just ruined it for. <laughs> so you know, fair play. At least yeah. he apologised. So yeah, tons of good food. Mm, what would be your favourite? That risotto bit? does look good. It does. Yeah, mm. I like a good risotto. Yeah, definitely, and and, mm-hmm. and lots of lots of booze as well. Cognac, yes. and mulled wine, mm. Mm. mulled wine and biscuits. I never thought about that. Looking your biscuits in mulled wine. Oh yeah. Mm. Ooh. I mean, biscuits dunked in any Anything. kind of hot beverage yes, is good. Definitely, yeah, yeah. fair yeah. enough. Um, <laughs> have you got any uh, fast forward moments or check your social media moments? Oh, well, you can't check your social media when you're reading. No, something. you that's, can't. That's the problem. You, really you will can't. completely lose the thread. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I want justice for blubber. Oh, so bless. this is my fast forward <laughs> moment because it's upsetting. Oh. Well, he, he 
no, he, he goes to swim in the big wide world. But it's what looks he really sad. And what becomes he's, he's of Blubber? He's a digital fish. He's a digital what fish. What becomes of Blubber? I think he's fine. I don't worry about Blubber. I think he's happy. But he's a goldfish. Yeah, he'll just and grow to be like the biggest goldfish. I hope in right. Yeah, I, th- I think he's absolutely fine. Okay. Apparently, most of these little stories are true stories. Yeah. Um, and true anecdotes that the director's um, collected over the years. And it, it, he did Gosh, have a I hope they didn't all happen to him. <laughs> Not all of them, no. Because <laughs> I think I'd just be really depressed if they did. Um, but yeah, he did have a suicidal goldfish. Oh, so, suicidal goldfish. Sure, what happens to well, it? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what oh. you mean. But I prefer to just think that. He's happy. He was suicidal in his little bowl. He wouldn't be. It was yes. a tiny little bowl. And now he's got the whole of um, wherever he is to swim in the canal. Um, yeah. And now he's happy. Yeah. With okay. his other little fish pan, pals. Okay. That's all right then. Yeah. It made me sad. I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Because it, it was making me think, you know, if you if you ask, do we need a sequel? I'd be like, yes, I want to know what happened to Blubber. I want a 10 minute short about Blubber's I'm happy life. Too. Blubber's revenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm not so worried about Blubber because I've created my own little happy narrative. And I'm going to put this together with Has It Dated. I mean, I could cope with it being a little bit shorter, to be fair. Uh-huh. Um, it's two hours and, you know, yeah. I could cope with it being a bit shorter. The bit where uh, spoke about before in the cafe where Nino says, is this you in the picture? Mm-hmm. And she says, no. I just mm-hmm. think, oh, we could have cut 15 minutes Yeah, out it doesn't really drive. Yes. There's no reason yeah. for that at all, really. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so... It's not that I want to lose that bit. It's not that I want to lose that chunk. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think there was no need to make it that little bit yeah. longer. Like you said, there's nothing really huge that happens. Yeah. You know, there's the misunderstanding where Amelie thinks that Gina's, you know, stolen him from her. But yeah. it's it's unnecessary, really, all of that. I could lose that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, fair enough. Other than that, and as I say, I'm going to put it under, has it dated? Um... I struggle a little bit with Lucian um, and the glass man when he takes when he takes that hamper, yeah, and they're having that discussion and they're calling calling on names. Yeah, um, I have a bit of a problem with Lucian as a character. Yeah, um, okay. I don't know. I just just the way that he's acted. I'm not quite sure. Is he supposed to? Is he is he supposed to have learning difficulties? What that was the impression yeah. that you're given. At, like earlier yeah. on in the film, isn't uh-huh. it? Um, I just think that the, the guy, the guy that plays him, is Jamal Debus, mm-hmm. um, and he is disabled, as you'll probably notice. Yeah, he's lost a, a hand, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I'm just. I think it's perhaps perhaps I'm I'm kind of retconning this with with the hindsight of the kind of things that we think about now mm-hmm. when we're casting people, you know, and casting a, a, a normally in inverted commas able actor. Mm-hmm. As someone with learning difficulties, I think in that scene with the glass man, he's really kind of hamming it up, and I just think, oh, yeah. it, it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, fair enough. But it, that's just, I don't know. That it just makes me feel a bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. when we can cast. There's a lot of discussion now about making sure that you know trans uh, characters are, are, are cast, or certainly that you consider casting a, a trans actor, mm-hmm. um, and you know that people who are from certain parts of the world are cast, you know, it, it appropriately. Yeah. Um, and I just think, in hindsight, uh, would we have cast someone different in that part? Yeah. Um, you know, because I just, I just, I don't think his character's particularly sympathetic. No. I feel sorry for him. I, yeah, I do I feel sorry mean. for him, but thinking about him as a, as an actor and 
as I say, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just find that scene a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, and that character not well-rounded or no, written no. particularly well. Um, and obviously when Colin Young starts getting pranked mm-hmm. um, and he can't come to work because he's yeah. asleep, um, Lucian's, you know, he's brilliant and yeah. he's serving the customers yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. You never really see an end to that story properly, Mm-mm. do you? No. You know, it, it, the, all you see of Lucian at the end is of him painting, so mm-hmm. he's, he's a bit more well-rounded mm-hmm. in, in that scene. But you never really see him take it. I'd like to see him take over the... Uh, the greengrocers. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see an end to that story. Yeah, like a positive ending for his character. That, exactly. Yeah, he doesn't have to work for that mean man anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's actually the mean very, man has to, has to of... retire because, yeah. you know, <laughs> because he's been driven round bend <laughs> by Hamilton's pranks. I'd like to see an end to that story. Yeah. But apparently he was nominated for a Cesar for Best Supporting Actor. Oh, right, okay. Um, and I don't know, it just puts me... It, it makes me think of Tropic Thunder. Hmm. Yeah. You know where I'm coming from? I do, yeah. I just get the slight Tropic Thunder vibes <laughs> from it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. But I guess it shows where cinema's travelled from Yes. in the last 20 years. Definitely, yeah. Um, it under has it dated. There are words that are used in it that I'm not sure if they're translated well or not, uh-huh. but there are words used in it for discussing people with learning difficulties yeah. that you can't use anymore. No. Um, whether you could in France mm-hmm. uh, or whether you can now, I don't know. You also can't hit your staff. No, you can't. <laughs> no. Probably not. <laughs> so I keep being told. <laughs> so uh, take notes. It's dated in that respect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, it, it's aged pretty well. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it still looks good. Yeah. And, yeah. Most of the characters are kind of like well written. For the most part, for yeah. for like the roles that they're there to play, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I do have um, a nitpick about like uh, it's the least favorite line I've written it under, but it's, right, it's like a. I mean, it's partly written that way. I'm guessing because of the character that's in the cafe, but right mm-hmm. at the same because uh, throughout the film you kind of get like a lot of old fashioned like sayings and beliefs from like people that think they know like how the world works but it's like well well, it's more modern than this now we've moved on Uh, one of the things i wrote was a woman with love without love uh wilts like a flower with no sun yes (laughs) and i was just like Mm. i hope that has been written purely just in like jest yeah and i think that character in the context of this little universe this little film yeah it works yeah but yeah, not in the wider world. No. Uh-huh. Um and I think I don't know you you haven't seen Licorice Pizza, have you? No. Mm-mm. There's there's a similar discussion that I've heard going on about there are a couple of lines or there's a there's a couple of scenes in that where someone is quite racist. Right. And people are getting upset about it saying that it's a racist film. Okay. And it isn't a racist film. No. The whole, everyone who watches it, apart from obviously these people who've got issues, mm-hmm. everyone who watches the film, they're laughing at the guy. Yeah. Because he's he's terrible. Yeah. But they're laughing at him. Yeah. And Not just because what he's of, saying. Exactly. Yeah. Just because a character in a film behaves mm-hmm. in a particular way that is a bit, you know, old-fashioned or, you know, morally reprehensible doesn't mm-hmm. make the film that way no it's just that character is acting in that way because that's that character yeah so yeah well you've got to kind of be careful that all yeah. that having been said is it a more movie 
No, it's not. It's really not. I mean, it goes like, you know, we've got so many good, like, characterful women yes. in the film. Yeah. And they do nothing but talk to each other about men. <sighs> I know. I know. I mean, you can't replace Emily with a sexy lamp. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so that's one tick. Yes, definitely. But, yeah. The end. Entire they film is about talking about love men. and me- yes, definitely. Because yeah. I wrote it down. I there's at least <laughs> I, I, there's at least six. Um, I'm sure there's many more. Yeah. Um, conversations. Uh, Madeline and Emily. They're talking about Madeline's husband writing to her, and you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, you've got Emily and Georgette. They have a conversation about um, uh, about Joseph. Mm-hmm. Georgette and Susanna speaking about the trapeze artist yeah. who uh, who let her down. <laughs> Emily and the news agent with I think that's the one with the um, yeah a woman without, a woman without love. love yeah yeah. Um, then Georgette goes to speak to the news agent. Mm-hmm. It's obviously the news agent who's got a problem here. Um, <laughs> you know she's asking. You know she's getting the gossip, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Even because I thought we might have a glimmer of hope here when Emily goes to the ghost train. Mm-hmm. And she goes to pay for for a ticket. Yeah. I thought we might actually have an interaction between two women where they don't talk about a man. Yeah. But she's asking, when does Nino get off? When can she see him? It's like, ah, I'm trying my best here, but I could not come up with a conversation yeah. that any women had that was not about men. Mm-hmm. So technically it's not a mo movie. Not. Even though there are Mm-mm. so many um, strong and independent mm-hmm. uh, female characters. Yeah. That is a shame. There you go. Even a film that revolves around a female character is titled with the female character's yes. name. Still not a mo movie. Yeah. Boo. And still, you know, the end of the film, she is happy because she has a man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's a lovely film, and it's lovely that they get together. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, you'd expect some kind of different subplot. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like a Disney film, isn't it? It's almost like an old-fashioned Disney film. Yeah, I guess you know? it is a bit. But, although she doesn't need rescuing. No, she doesn't. But it is like a, a wish fulfilment. Oh, does she need rescuing though? Because she is crying. She's breaking her heart True. at the end of the film until he turns up at the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. eh. uh, we just make noises. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind. Of... It is a bit upsetting. <laughs> yeah, but... they reckon that all that there's still about forty percent of films being made that mm. aren't mo movies. Wow, I know. Come on, people. Yeah. We can do better. And um, I'm not talking about having a, a, a subplot crowbarred in just to please blue-haired feminists, mm-hmm. uh, of which you are currently not. I'm good, not currently blue Normally, no. yeah. Normally coloured hair. Yeah. <laughs> For now. Yes, brown coloured hair. I'm not talking about that, but I'm sure that, you know, there could be something in there, mm-hmm. a genuine subplot. Yeah. That could move the story along that yeah. wasn't about... Uh, also, I guess, something else that had never occurred to me until this point in time, but uh, almost certainly if they made it today, there would be... Um, all the relationships would not be heterosexual. No. Mm-mm. So, I mean, that's obviously something that's probably dated a, a little bit. A little bit, bit yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Good But, point. you know, you don't want to... We're, we're, we're not into just crowbarring things into tick boxes because then that's what they did with Eternals, mm. which I haven't seen yet, but I believe mm. it wasn't overly successful. Just start making the noise again. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's proof that, you know, not all good films have to be more movies, but I, we, we'd like a little bit of a balance in, in the gender politics, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. It should just be like the norm. Yeah. Now. We're, we're 2022 now. I mean, I know yeah. this was 20 years ago, like I said before, but. Even then, 
<laughs> yeah. We were amidst like the girl power era. Yeah, yeah. And it's really strange thinking about Fellowship, which we did last month, which mm-hmm. we said wasn't a war movie because it's all men and it's yes. like a, you know, it's a war movie and we were fine with that. Mm-hmm. But this, it's overwhelmingly women that are I in know. the cast. So how is it possible that this has eluded us? I know. Um, it's a little bit sad. A so, little bit sad. Um, but we still like it. We do. Yeah. It still has more upsides to Definitely. downside. Um, I, I mean, I've not written very much under favourite lines and can you use them in real life because um, the director said, well, suggested that you lose about 15% of the film with subtitles. There are kind oh, of, okay. there, are, there are in jokes or just French jokes, I guess, mm-hmm. that are not translated because they wouldn't make sense really to a wider audience. Yeah. So I think even, even though, even if the translations are, and the subtitles are very, very good and very accurate, you're probably missing quite a bit yeah, in the translation. Apparently there's a bit when Amelie goes to old Collignon's house to find out about Bredotto. Mm-hmm. Bredotto. <laughs> um, I love him, don't by the way. Me, don't touch me. I, I have seen that. <laughs> if I say it, it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I do why like we, auto- we automatically did a French accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even though he's even actually though. speaking French in the film. Um, but uh, he's punching holes in the, oh, in the lilac that leaves. so much, that. But that apparently is a reference to a Serge Gainsbourg song about lilac leaves. Okay. So if you were French, uh-huh. you would you get would that. Understand yeah, that exactly. Joke. But to yeah. us, it's just funny because he, he's punching <laughs> holes in the leaves. So you are missing stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of reluctant to pick lines because you think, well, those lines were not actually... The lines that we're reading yeah. were not actually written in the script, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. So I kind mm-hmm. of... The only thing that really, I just thought, to a, to a kid time always drags, suddenly you're 50. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling that at the moment, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any favourite lines? I, I like uh, I like the beggar on the streets. <laughs> That's brilliant. She goes to give him some yeah. money and he says, sorry, madam, I don't work on Sundays. That is brilliant, yeah. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> That's really good. And um, the in the, uh, the sex shop, the mm. girl says, yeah. uh, these are hard times for dreamers. And it's yeah. just a little wink yeah. wink at the uh, camera. Yeah. Little rude joke there. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I do like those lines. They just made me titter a bit. Moving on from uh, that particular line, can you watch it with your mum? Oh, absolutely no. <laughs> I thought you were going to no. say absolutely then. You took your mother I'd to see Black Swan. I'd rather not. <laughs> right? Yeah, but I've learned. I mean, okay, I've kind of learned, learned from that okay. experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I've kind of learnt from that experience. You know, I mean, I did take her to watch Borat as well, which, you know, has some <laughs> implements in it that are in this film yes. too. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You know, and I'm sure she'd be fine watching it, but I'd just rather you'd not You'd feel it, but you'd rather not this. be in the room yeah. with her. Yeah. So you could let your mum watch it, but you couldn't watch it with your mum. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's very French, is what I've written down. Mm-hmm. They do get down to business rather quickly. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's there's the scene in the cafe, mm-hmm. um, and then even Amelie and Nino. Yeah. You know that, that's that's all rather sudden. It is. They have that lovely tender moment, you know, when they meet. But then the next scene, like, oh, okay. But they've only spoken like one <laughs> exactly. line each to each other exactly. throughout the entire yeah. film. Yeah. And then obviously you've got all those German couples. Yes. Uh, enjoying themselves, <laughs> uh, which is only a brief little <laughs> uh, clip, but yeah. Um, and yes, the price gun scene. What what tickles mm-hmm. me about that when they're having that conversation is, I think probably the first or even the second time I saw it, I was halfway through the scene before I realised what she was pricing up. <laughs> I was like, oh my! <laughs> because they're just chatting and she's just pricing things mm-hmm. up, isn't she? Yeah, so 
See, what I was thinking is he's being paid to stand there and basically just take something off her and put it on the shelf. What an easy job that is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wish I could have a job that good. Just well, stand there and the just business to put be something in. on the shelf. Yeah, they're obviously making quite a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's rated, I didn't even know there was a rating like this, but in Singapore it's rated 21. Wow. Mm. Not one you can watch with your mum. Not the no. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it, it's very French. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you get any other film references? I don't think I got any that, that I think are deliberate. But I, I picked up a couple of things. that. Okay. Um, I think when she's watching, when they introduce Amelie, and she says that she likes, she goes to the cinema and mm-hmm. she breaks the fourth wall and says, I like to turn around and watch people's face in the dark. There's so many films that have got a shot yeah. of people watching a screen and their faces are all lit up. Uh-huh. And, you know, at Cinema Paradiso. But, but I saw Belfast fairly recently mm-hmm. and you know I liked it I didn't love it I, I did like it but what I loved in that was the film obviously it's in black and white yeah. but when the little boy who's loosely based on Kenneth Branagh when he goes to the cinema mm-hmm. the reflections in uh, his, his mum's glasses or his grand's glasses mm-hmm. are in colour Oh, nice. and the film's in colour so it's almost like that's the that's the colourful bit of his life. You right, know, like he remembers okay. this. And that, that was really good. Mm-hmm. So, but again, you're just watching them watching the film. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of films where that's, you know, yeah. you're watching people. It did make me think of films. the um, poster for The Disaster Artist. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. But that, yeah, that was, I'd say that was pretty much my only kind of. Yeah. And I think that's just a trope, isn't yeah, it? That's just yeah. a cinema trope, not mm-hmm. necessarily a reference. Um, I, I was amused by the living statue, because that just made me think of Hot Fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> living statue, no crusty jugglers, though. <laughs> and then the shots in the cafe um, were Emily's writing on the, on the glass. Mm-hmm. It's almost like one of those little mirror shock things, because she's not there. Yeah. And then, um, I'm not sure if it's Gina, comes and takes away the plate mm-hmm. from Nino. And then when she moves back, oh, there she's she is. She's behind him. So <laughs> like a little stalker. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I thought I quite like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a little variation on the thing where there's a bathroom mirror and someone's not there and then they are there. You know, I thought yeah. that was quite a nice little little quirk. Mm-hmm. Um, soundtrack. So I've got a little bit. I just I just pinched this off IMDb. I am Go for it. B. I'll get my letters out correctly. Um, <laughs> so Jean-Pierre Junet originally wanted Michael Nyman to score the film. Who scored the piano mm-hmm. very successfully. Yeah. Yeah. So you can understand why. Yeah. But was unable to get him. So somebody gave him, uh, somebody gave Junet uh, a CD by Jan Tiersen, um, who composes in a similar minimalist style but with extremely quirky, eclectic mix of instruments. So that kind of like fits really well for this film. Definitely works, yeah. Um, yeah. When I was watching it, the um, the good gentleman um, comedy musical genius actually walked into the room and went, what are you watching? What are you <laughs> listening to? And I went, I'm watching Amelie. He went, oh, ah, uh, accordions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did he think you'd just suddenly... I like, <laughs> just suddenly got, got a passion for, uh, yeah, for, for accordion music. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah apparently most of the the score throughout the film mm-hmm. are like pieces that were already like composed and pieces, pre-existing right? yeah, yeah um from the composer but um he did write uh, the main theme la valse d'amelie yeah specifically for the film which is yeah very very iconic yeah yeah 
super Parisian. Very Parisian. Yeah. yeah. It is lovely music. Oh, it is. It's yeah. one of those, like we always say, it's a soundtrack where it doesn't take you out of the film, but no. it just like, you know, helps the film. It, it does. It yeah. Gives it another texture, I guess. There's a there's a bit where, I think it's, is it where she's watching, or she's watching the TV, or she's imagining her funeral um, mm-hmm. And I think it's Bab as a dad geo for strings, which yeah. I'm, not, I'm not an expert in classical music, but I just know it from the dance remix from several years ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Bab as a dad geo, I know this. Yeah. Footnote Bab as a dad geo for strings has been used in over 30 different film and TV programmes, including some as diverse as The Elephant Man, Platoon, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, and episodes of Red Dwarf, Spaced, and Seinfeld. It was played at Franklin D. Roosevelt's funeral and after the assassination of JFK. But the version I'm thinking of is the William Orbit trance version, which is much more suitable for Gen X birthday parties than funerals. Um, but the bit that I like on the soundtrack is, I think it's so clever. And again, I, it was only the second time that I watched it that I picked it up. When Amelie pieces the letter together, Mm-hmm. to give to Madeline mm-hmm. and then when Madeline reads the letter yeah it's got the the background yes. of all the different music that's playing where it's, it's literally as if they've they've snipped it out of the soundtrack yeah. haven't they yeah and the, you know the words kind of um flow on but the the music but changes the music's all like as if it's been cut and, and pasted yeah, yeah. I thought that's really it is clever. clever yeah I really like that it. yeah that's really good mm-hmm uh, and apparently they went for jazz music in the cafe uh-huh. because they didn't want it to all be French music. <laughs> they wanted it all to be accordions. So uh, there's that kind of juxtaposition where in the diner, because oh, I suppose enough. the diner's an American idea, isn't it? Yeah, you I know, guess it is, Even yeah. though they are serving uh, endives, en grata. Mm-hmm. Um So he's got the, the American kind of jazz music yeah. uh, in the cafe. So, yeah, it's, like you say, it's a, it's a good, solid... Soundtrack mm-hmm. uh, and um, Yantiusen won the Cesar for best music, didn't he? Oh, did he? He did. Oh, yeah, yeah, the best well done, original music written for the yeah. film. So. Oh, good on him. Yeah, good for him. He won a Frosca. He did win a Frosca. <laughs> <laughs> it's sticking. It's yeah, like, I like it's gonna it. Be a thing I like now. it. <laughs> um, could it start a franchise? Do we need a prequel or sequel? I've already had my say on Blubber. Blubber. <laughs> <laughs> Blubber's revenge. Yeah. Um, also, I would like to know what happened to the old blind man after Amelie whizzed him through the streets. I know, and I then dumped him outside concerning. the metro station. I mean, they kind of show him looking happy, so, you know. I was wondering, is he happy or is he, like, slightly petrified? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't quite tell. It was borderline, like... Terror. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, and yeah, I, I should have I should have written that down on my um, scenes. I could fast forward because yeah, I struggle with that a little bit. It's like, I don't think is that what we do? You get motion sickness. Sure yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not what we do these days. We don't just grab people and take them to where <laughs> we think they want certain. to be. <laughs> I'm fairly certain you would get in trouble if you did that. Yes, you would. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all kinds of disrespectful as well, isn't it? it just is. assuming that a, a blind man stood by a roadside is just waiting for someone to, to, to come and uh, whisk them across the street. <laughs> but then yeah. drag them down the street at, like, breakneck speed. Yeah. He's kind of smiling, I guess. He is. But, but yeah, I think it's just, a, yeah, like you say, it's, it's terror. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> what happens to the old man after that? That would be my sequel. We would like to know that. Again, another little ten minute short or something just to that say, you good. know. He's okay. What was he doing? Yeah. 
Maybe she saw him make that journey every day and just Maybe. wanted to help. But, we, yeah, we, we, but we that wasn't have explained, that information. So. No, it wasn't. No, yeah. you're quite right. You're quite right. Yeah. It just looks like she's just decided to do that on a whim because she wants to do it, not because he actually... Yes, and I can like kind that. of understand these one-star IMDb reviews. I can kind of understand people putting up a bit of resistance towards Emily yeah. because she's a little bit of a do-gooder. Isn't she? And she's also a little bit stalkerish and creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah in a way, yeah. like I was thinking about, you know, when you get um, these things on Facebook and it says um, describe a film, uh-huh. um, but like it so it changes the plot. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I was thinking like you could quite easily do one for Emily where oh it's my, like yeah. creepy loner girl uh, breaks yeah. into people's apartments. Exactly. And, and stalks, the slippers. J- just stalks people around the streets of Paris. Yeah, until true. she ensnares one in her apartment. Or something you know, exactly. It's like it's, yeah. it, it is, could be a horror film. Yeah, it could yeah. be with a different director. Yeah, it could be <laughs> definitely. Um, do you think the relationship lasts? You kind of you're given the impression that it does. I guess. Are you? Yeah, they seem to be having like a very nice, happy time at the end of the film. Yeah. I did feel it was a bit rushed. The end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I want the film to be any longer. No. But I do feel like the, the, the end was rushed to go. Yeah. And they lived happily ever after. And it's like, okay. I don't, I don't know. I just think they're quite similar people. And mm. that's sometimes a good thing. But, you know, it might be a bit tiresome living with someone who can't just answer a straight question. Just gives you a little, <laughs> you know, treasure hunt around the house every time you... you they know, clearly have to... a lot of time on their hands. So true because yeah. you know if you can spend a load of time in a train station scooping up bits of torn up photo from under a photo booth, yeah, and you can you know spend your time constantly going off to do good elsewhere, yeah, and things you you know maybe the maybe the happy puzzling, yeah, forever, yeah. How crazy matches is crazy, yeah. They they put me in mind of uh, Leslie Nope. And, uh, and Ben <laughs> from from, uh, from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Although it's just Ben that's into the puzzles. And, yes. you know, I yeah. think that relationship works. Yeah, it you does, know, yeah. it's kind of a little bit one sided. I'm just not sure how this relationship would mm. would they ever manage to make any decisions. You know, without yeah. having to, you know, brainstorm it by doing a, a treasure hunt and <laughs> puzzle. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think it. I'd like to think the relationship lasts. Yes. There was apparently um, not a prequel or a sequel, but there was a musical. I believe so. <laughs> it was not received well in the US, I no. believe, mm-hmm. um, mainly because of the, the songs I don't think were considered particularly good. Right, They okay. retooled it uh, and brought it to the UK. Uh, it got more favourable reviews um, right, in the West okay. End. But mm-hmm. it's it's recently closed, so, you know, it's not going to run and run. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure I need to see it as a musical. It's quirky enough without, yeah. <laughs> without it being a musical. Yeah, I'm not big into, like, taking films and making them into musicals just for the sake of no. it. It's not my... No, not a, a friend has recently seen Back to the Future and said it was amazing. But I am really, yeah. really reluctant. To, as, as one of my favourite films, yeah. I'm really reluctant to go and see that. It's exactly the same. Yeah. I'm not, um, yeah, it makes me nervous. Yeah. It makes me nervous. Definitely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't get to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, just on the subject of the Broadway show, apparently right. the reason that Jean-Pierre Jeanette um, sold the rights to mm-hmm. Amelie to make it a Broadway show, he's, his words are, um, he supports a charity for children awaiting open heart surgery. Right. And he sold the rights to the show because 
it basically paid for a lot of kids' operations. Oh, wow. That's really... Oh, what a good guy. So that's guy. nice. What a good guy, yeah. 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 That's really nice. Yeah. That's sweet. Hmm. Uh, under any other business, I, I was thinking about... Obviously, there's like an 11-minute introduction where they just... The narrator describes everybody and what their likes and dislikes. And I just <laughs> wondered, do you have... How would you be described? <laughs> do you... Um, I, I must admit, I agree with some of them. I agree with the big um, pulling a big bit of wallpaper off. There's a few things more satisfying oh, yeah, than pulling is, a big bit yeah, of wallpaper off when you're decorating. Mm -hmm. And I don't like puckered fingers in the bath. Who does? No, not no, a big fan a of that. Weird. Yeah. Um, okay, likes lots of sugary treats. <laughs> this is Betty. She likes sugary <laughs> treats. Yes, this is Betty. She accent. likes sugary treats. Um, <laughs> Likes animals. Of course. Dislikes the amount of running she has to do in order to eat the sugary ah, treats that she likes yeah, to eat. I feel you, yeah. Dislikes having to wake up to an alarm clock every day. Yes. Footnote. I caught Betty on the hop with this question, so she clearly forgot to mention that her defining characteristics are a love of peanut butter cups and an almost pathological fear of capybaras. You're welcome, Betty. What about Rita? Those are pretty... I, I just... I had some slightly specific ones. I like dogs wearing bandanas. <laughs> I mean, especially Jack Russell's. Okay. I, I find them virtually irresistible. <laughs> um, the, the smell of Capacel shampoo makes me very happy. That is a good like. Yeah, that yeah. makes me very happy. Mm -hmm. um, I dislike um, polystyrene in all its forms. You do. Yes. I, really, I can't even Every think Every time about I it. see a foam quaver on the floor at work, I think of you. I can't even think <laughs> about it. I mean, the idea of... I like I like Amelie's um, uh, quirk of putting her hand into the grain sacks. Oh, yeah. Apart, apart from the fact that I mean, it's, it's not, not COVID safe or hygienic, no. no. Um, but I, I, I'm with yeah. her on the feeling of it. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about if that was polystyrene and I, I can't, I can't deal with that thought. I can't deal with <laughs> it. Um, and obviously, erroneous apostrophes. Um, I did not like them. Yes. I'm unhappy with erroneous <laughs> But, you know, other than that, I'm fairly easy going. <laughs> just a um, couple of life's little nitpicks. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny, though, thinking about if, if that was the way you were presented to the world mm -hmm. with just your quirks. I know. Your, yeah, your likes and your dislikes. I mean, I think that would be pretty amazing, actually, for everybody to just have, like, a sticker on them saying likes and like write two things and dislikes and writes two things and I wouldn't do you know what that that'd time, be quite fun it won't, it won't be on stickers but you know that time's coming I reckon where you've got a QR code on you you oh. know and people can just go up and scan you and think yeah. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not fond of her <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah she's just gonna like Love Island no. oh no no oh yeah no. dislikes Love Island and such programs would be yes yeah yeah well. yeah you're yeah. on my team yes that's cool. fine <laughs> <laughs> watch, the, watch this space that'll happen <laughs> like She Watchables podcast yes yes they are part of our tribe yeah our tribe <laughs> um, so we're in March we are um, at the moment so we are yeah at the very beginning we're doing very well we are yeah recording nice and <laughs> um, so have we got any plans for April um, I, I've got an I've oh, okay. got an idea okay of, okay of maybe a potential right something okay we shall discuss. Okay, so uh, we've yeah. we've had a we've had a couple of we, we had one adventure film, didn't we? We started mm -hmm. off the year with that, yeah, and then we've gone full on foreign, yeah. So yeah, so we'll find a 
middle, like kind of middle ground, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. Do you know what I think? I think what we need to do. I think we need to get back on proper British soil. Yes. We, 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 you know, bring it local. It was maybe. it was touch bring and go local. with uh, with fellowship. I think we. I think we, we made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did push the boat. Out yeah. Yeah. You know, but we made our case. You mm-hmm. know, and there are our rules anyway. Yeah. Uh, Amelie is definitely not a Hollywood film. No. But I feel like we need to get back on British soil. Okay. Um, in April, so mm-hmm. let's find something that's super, super British. Super British. What yeah. could it possibly mm-hmm. be? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll get our thinking caps on. Answers on postcards. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope you've enjoyed our uh, little look. At, you know what? We've yeah, we've kept wow. it under under the running time of the film. This is because I had only two pages two of notes <laughs> this month <laughs> for not like we've five. Done very well. <laughs> thank you, for, thank you for anyone who stuck with us through uh, our last two months. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed, uh, Emily. Um So all all that remains is for us to say au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs>